It's the AlexCast for Friday, February 17th. Uh, today we're just going to do a quick recap on some of the news and information coming out of the markets this week with regards to inflation ratings, interest rates, uh, earnings, all that fun sort of stuff. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to play, play a quick voicemail message that we got from Christy about a week ago. Here goes. Inquiring minds want to know, as you've mentioned uh, several times over the last couple episodes, about the most stuffed Oreo that you're debating leaving a review on. Um, have you tried the most Oreo Oreo, um, which is claimed to be a cookies and cream filled Oreo? Um, I think you need a full Oreo episode review. I know they just came out with gluten-free Oreos. So you got quite a, a sampling. I think you could uh, make an episode on there. Great idea, Christy. Uh, I think the problem being that cookies and cream Oreos or flavored anything are garbage, so I'm just going to ignore that suggestion. Uh, but I did pick up a uh, question there um, that I'm just going to interpret as I never actually got to reviewing the Oreo Most Stuff Oreo. And uh, I am here to tell you that the Oreo Most Stuff Oreo is uh, quite delightful. So the great thing about the Oreo Most Stuff Oreo is that it has more cream in it which balances out the sort of um, overwhelming taste that you normally get with an Oreo of the wafer on either side. So I know there are those among us um, who are smart and intelligent and uh, very good looking who love to do the twist off both sides of uh, separate Oreos and combine them together to add more stuff. And uh, that just kind of evens out some of the crunchiness that you get that contrasts with the gooiness of the stuff inside of the Oreo. Um, quite a delightful thing to do too, makes for fun. So the Oreo most stuff, I would wager to say, is basically like doing that with a little bit of extra stuff added in. Um, and at least the nutrition facts definitely uh, reinforce that it's more stuff. Um, so just for reference, each uh, individual Oreo is 110 calories. There are um, approximately 5 grams of fat, 2 grams of saturated fat per Oreo itself. So you really kind of... Um, taking it in here with this uh, most stuff Oreo. So you're probably not going to eat more than one of these at a time unless you're really a glutton or you want to have a heart attack right there. Um, but I will say that when you chump, chump into one of these guys, uh, you get that nice kind of creamy middle. And it's just a nice even distribution of the cookie and the, the cream inside. And um, really, it's just an overall pleasant experience. I'd say it takes uh, Oreos to the extreme and uh, is uh, something I would definitely do again. So I have three more of those Oreos to consume from the four Oreo pack. Uh, maybe if I'm feeling really frisky one day, there is an Amazon pack, uh, a pack on Amazon that can be purchased of uh, Oreo most stuff as well. Um, and just for reference, it's not S-T-U-F-F. There's only one F in this. I guess they're saving that extra F for the more stuffed uh, stuff. So maybe with some time in the future. But with that, we'll uh, look at some stuff in the markets from the last couple of days. Um, so this week we had a couple of good reports coming out. Um, one of them uh, that we're going to talk about really briefly was presumer, the producer price index. Um, that is a report that shows the prices that producers are paying to um, for wholesale prices for their goods. So the equivalent for our coffee grocery operation would be for us to report numbers that we're uh, paying for the coffee that we're, we're actually purchasing. Um, the producer price index report is really important because it is sort of a leading indicator for some of the potential price increases or changes that uh, consumers might be seeing once a product is on the shelf or sold to someone in a store. Um, and that number, while still uh, increasing at a pretty good clip, 
was definitely down from what the uh, previous months were. So that kind of presages the idea that uh, inflation will hopefully continue to go down. Uh, inflation reading came out this week as well, which is also showing a downward clip. Um, now the problem is that we are seeing uh, in the uh, employment market that job gains are still looking pretty good. Um, the weekly unemployment claims are still pretty low um, and retail spending report that came out for the month of January looks pretty solid as well. So some of the things that the markets are kind of thinking might happen is that the Fed's going to look at all these numbers and say, well, we need to keep raising interest rates. Um, and the Fed last couple of meetings has been raising interest rates by a quarter percentage point. And that's kind of a slower pace than what they had been doing for a little while. Um, so the markets were kind of expecting the Fed to maybe slow down or stop interest rate increases at some point pretty soon. And some of this data is still looks like the economy is going pretty well. And a lot of economists are showing shifts in their projections to thinking that um, maybe we won't even have a recession this year, like mild or, or anything. Um, so if numbers kind of keep going this direction, the fear that the Federal Reserve has or will have is that we're going to just faced with, be faced with more inflation uh, is what they've been you know, fighting back with with all these interest rate increases and uh, other programs uh, like something called quantitative tightening. Um, so there's a little bit of um, a worry in the markets right now that some of the strong reports that we're seeing um, and the, the decline in inflation not working its way through as quickly as uh, what some people might have wanted might uh, indicate, uh, lead the Fed to not um, hesitate on interest rate increases and in fact, maybe even speed them up again. So we'll kind of keep an eye on that and see where that uh, goes over the next couple of months. Um, the Fed doesn't have another meeting until sometime in March. And uh, of course, the uh, federal uh, debt limit fight that's been happening right now is not going to do much for the markets in terms of making them feel good either. Um, so who knows what the next couple of weeks are going to bear. Um, but right now, you know, markets are looking pretty good. Uh, consumer spending looking pretty good. And uh, inflation, while still going down, probably not at the rate that we want it to, but it's definitely going still in the right direction. And with that um, brings us to cat report today for Friday. Um, right now in the room, we have Stitch lying on her side. Um, she also had her paw over her eye for a while. So she was doing a orange style of nap, which is pretty great. If you've never seen the orange nap uh, on occasion, he will put his paw over his face, which is really quite pathetic, but also kind of cute. And that's uh, what Stitch was doing for a while. At the moment, she's sort of on her side, um, just showing off some belly, but asleep. Uh, Sammy is behind me on the cat tower. Um, so earlier this morning, uh, Stitch was looking out the cat tower at the burbs. So there was some burb watch happening. Um, and uh, the orange has been mostly sleeping on the bed. Um, he's rotated a few times as you do. But uh, other than that, he hasn't really visited the office at all today. And with that uh, brings us to the end of the show today. We will catch you on Monday. Uh, don't forget if there's something you want to hear a show about next week, Make sure to submit a voicemail feedback at the link in the show notes. Talk to you then.